Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Welcome to the Wednesday broadcast of uh, here in the upper room. What a hot time we're having. This room is so warm. It's right here in the upper deck of uh, Living Word Family Church, but... Uh, it's, it's a good time to be alive in Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, we've been talking about the last few weeks about, uh, well, the whole theme of everything I'm doing now is victorious living because uh, there are things we have to do to live in victory. And thanks be to God who always gives us the victory through Christ Jesus. But the theme uh, scripture was uh, in 3 John 2, and the apostle John writes, uh, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And tonight's title is True Wealth, but it's uh, the prosperous soul. True wealth and the prosperous soul is the, the, the whole title of it. But over in Deuteronomy chapter uh, 8 and in verse 18, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. You know, God wants us wealthy, healthy, wealthy, and, and prosperous in everything we do. And, you know, now we're not to be uh, tied to money. You know, uh, you can't serve God and mammon or money. But but God wants you to have money. He wants you to have money. What What's the reason for it? That he can get his word out. He can establish his covenant in Jesus' name. Amen? That's what he's looking for us to do. But we have to do certain things to make sure we're living the, 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 the true wealth of what he wants us to do. True wealth is knowing God and knowing what he has, the purpose he has for us. How many of you know he has a plan and purpose for your life? Oh, I know, Mike, I've heard that before. Yeah, but are you following after what he wants you to do? Because it's important to know that he has a, a plan and purpose for everything you do. So I've got some notes here I just want to talk about. To be prosperous in everything, our soul must prosper. In other words, our, the way we think. And we have to be focused on what God says. If we're not focused on what God says, we can be off of the going the wrong way, every which way. We're living in a world today where we, I was just talking to Matt about it, it's so, there's so many lies and so many people are believing lies. And, and Jesus said this to his own disciples in John 8, 31 and 32. If you continue in my word, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So what's truth? His word. Amen. So we got to know that or otherwise our soul will not be balanced into what he want us, wants us to know, wants us to, to do. Now, what are the things we must keep our focus on what God says to us? His plan, his purpose. What is his plan for us? You know, we're to, what did he say? That we're to be like Jesus. We're to go forth doing the things he said to do. And you don't have to have a title to do that, my friends. You don't have to, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people equate uh, the kingdom of, of God with the, the world's ideas of what uh, success is. Well, where do you, where do you fall in, the, in, in, uh, in your job? Or, or, oh, you're just a laborer, or you're just this, or you're this, that. No, we're in the kingdom of God. We're, we're, <laughs> we're here to, to promote Jesus at every level. Doesn't matter what's your title. You don't have to have that title. 
Amen? So we got to know that he's got a plan and purpose for us, and it's important that we know that. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit tonight about a story over in Luke 15, and I'm not going to read the whole thing because it would probably take quite a bit of time, but it's important that, that how we think. You know, it's important how we think and what we, in order to do what we're supposed to be doing. We got to think the right things. But in Luke 15, you know this, probably know this story. It's the story of the prodigal son, or the Really, it's the story of two sons. How many of you know that? It's not just the story of the prodigal. It's his older brother, too. But maybe I will read a little bit. Of it. it says, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all, uh, all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possession with prodigal living, or uh, King James says, riotous living. But when he had spent all, there arose a, famine, a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine or feed the pigs. And then he said, and he would gladly have filled his stomach with pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, <laughs> he came to himself. This story is about a young man that, that wanted to live without the father's blessing. He wanted, what was, he, he wanted to go his own way. He knew better. We live in that way, world today. Even in Christianity, we think we can do it on ourselves without the help of the Holy Spirit or without the help of the father telling us, hey, go this way, go that way. And he, he was rebellious. He truly was rebellious. And in the Jewish culture, he was able, that father was able to give his sons part of his inheritance before he died. And so uh, he took that money and went out and did riotous living. But then it says, when he came to himself, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and, and to spare? And I perish with hunger. And he says, and will arise and go to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. This is a true story of, of repentance, of God coming, of a wayward person coming to God. We've, we've all done it. I mean, we all had to have a savior. We all had to come back to the father, amen. But this is also a story of somebody that's turned their life. You could be doing that now, not even know it. You gotta know the truth. So it says, he went back, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired hands. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Just like the heavenly father. He has compassion. He has mercy for us. Amen. He loved us so much that he would send his very own son, Jesus, to come to this earth to die for us and and take our sins upon himself that we might have fellowship and relationship with God the Father. Amen? Amen. So he said that. And, and the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this, my son was dead <laughs> and is alive again. He was lost and is found and now uh, and we, they began to make merry. 
my son was dead. Was he physically dead? No, he was, <laughs> he was tripping. He was, he was, his soul was messed up. He wasn't thinking right. You know, it's important how we think, and we're gonna talk about that in just a minute, a little bit more, but it's important. This young man had gone his own way. That, that's the story of our lives many times. We go our own way. We don't want to listen to good counsel. Maybe you, you're not like that tonight, but I know I was. I, I, you know, you ever get to a place where you have kids or maybe you were that way yourself where you couldn't tell them anything. It was like, I know it all. And boy, that's, that's a serious place to be because you can get off track and go a long, wrong way and be messed up for life if you're not careful. But God is so gracious that he is always trying to get us back. Oh, you know, when it said he, that, yeah, that father was looking for the son on a regular basis. Can you imagine going out and looking across the fields of his vast uh, uh, empire and looking for that son, looking for him to come back, you know? And that's the way the Heavenly Father, he woos us, he wants us to come to him. Well, we say, well, we messed up so bad that he could never love us. No, he loved us so much, he sent Jesus. You know he did. So we're not too far. If you're listening to this night and you're away from God, he loves you. He wants you to come back. He's looking for you to turn your life around. Amen? Amen. So anyway, the, the son was, was like that. And, and now he's back. But I want to, before I get off this and talk about uh, the right thinking and stuff, I want to, now his older, now listen, we can be in the church. We got to be careful in the church, my friends, not to get offended because this is the older son. Now, the older son, by rights, had twice as much as his younger brother, because that's the way Jewish tradition was set up and law, but he was in the house. He had everything, but it says here, his older son was in the field, and he came and drew near to the house. He heard music and dancing, so he called one of the servants and asked what, what, thing, what these things meant, and he said, your brother has come, and because he had received him, Sound, safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But the young, listen, but he was angry. That's a soulish response. He was angry. He wasn't happy to see his brother. This is a guy that went out and did all kinds of wrong and stuff, and, and he's mad now. And he says, and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. And he said, so he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time. And let you, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this, as a son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. Now here's the father. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me. Listen, we shouldn't get uptight. We shouldn't be jealous. We shouldn't be offended when somebody else comes back to the Lord and, and it looks like, boy, the favor of God's all over them and things are happening for them. And you're saying, well, that never happens to me. Well, first of all, you got the wrong, <laughs> what you're saying is wrong. You ought to be saying, yeah, if it happened to them, it can happen to me when they get blessed in certain ways, amen? And he goes on to say, son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. And it goes on to say, it was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead. Now he wasn't dead physically, like I said before, 
but is alive again. When you repent and come back to the Father, you're alive. You're, you know, you may not think you are, but you're alive now, alive in Christ. Amen. That's where we're supposed to be and was lost and is now found. Hallelujah. So we have to be thinking right. Our soul prospers when we're thinking right. That young man got caught up in lies and thinking he could do better without the father's help. But if he just stayed in the house, all, he, all the father had was his. That, that's why we, we see people backslide, wander away, thinking that God's not helping them or that God, God caused something in their life and God's causing everything. There's a, there's a, 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 a universal uh, uh, lie that goes around that God's so sovereign that he's in charge of everything. You know, God has done what he's going to do right here in his word when he sent Jesus. It's finished, he said, Jesus said. So we have something to do with it. If, if you have bad things going on in your life, listen, God didn't cause them. So you have to know that. You have to have right thinking. But the father says, this was my son was dead. But he loved his son, even when he was dead. How many of you know God still loves you when you're out there messing around, uh, uh, living a life, a riotous living, and, and, and that kind of living where you're just, you know, just out there. He loves us always as a son. He loves us. And that son, he was a son in the bars. Amen. He was a son in, in when he was drunk, drunk with the things of the world and drunk, drunk when he was messing with prostitutes and running around and spending his money on things that were, and he was, he was a son when he was uh, feeding the hogs. But then it says, he came to himself. Many times we have to come to ourselves. Say, mine line up with the things of God. Think about what God would think. It could, he, he couldn't enjoy his relationship with his father until he was in his right mind. We gotta be thinking right. You know what? We gotta be thinking right. Number one, their soul prospers with right thinking. How do we, how do we think right things? Well, first of all, we gotta know what the word of God says. We can't have going around doing our own thing, thinking we've got it all together. How many of you heard, well, I, I know God, I know God, uh, you know, I don't have to go to church, I don't have to have religion, uh, you know, I, I can read the Bible once in a while and, and you know, and get totally confused to what God says. Now, where does that come from? It's from the master deceiver, <laughs> Satan, amen? We have to know this word. This is God's thoughts about us and about how he thinks about us. Now, secondly, a soul prospers with right choices. I mean, you know, he needs the right choices. You know, over in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, uh, uh, I set before you heaven and earth. I'm going to find this real quick because I can, I can quote most of it. I don't want to uh, say the whole thing without, I don't want to mess it up. And you, you look it up and you say, hey, you didn't say the right thing. <laughs> no, in Deuteronomy chapter 30, in verse 19, I call to heaven and earth as witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose what? Choose life that both you and your descendants may live. You want your kids to do well? You, you got to choose the right life. You got to choose the right way and, 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 uh, and know that. Most people choose death and the course that leads them astray. 
because they don't want anything to do with God. They don't want to know, and maybe they've had a bad experience in church somewhere, or maybe they grew up and you know, don't know anything about God. How many of you know what you don't know can kill you and eternally kill you and you know, put you a place you don't want to be? But it says, choices do matter. We choose life rather than death. That's what this whole uh, uh, abortion thing is all about in our nation. We want to choose life. God says, choose life. We're blessed to choose life because he said, I choose life. And he says, I choose that before you. Choose life. He said, I choose it for you. Choose life. So uh, secondly, we can choose prosperity or we can choose poverty. Prosperity in our mind, how we think, in our life, in our, in our finances, in our relationships, every area we can choose prosperity or we can choose poverty. We can be down and out. If you want to be down and out, start talking down and out. You'll become down and out real, real soon. Amen. So then we can choose health or we can choose sickness. Well, listen, everybody goes through things at different times health wise, but you can turn around and say, Hey, I know I'm going through this, but it isn't God's will that I go through this. This is what he says about it. And, uh, you know, I sent my word and healed you and delivered you from your destruction. Uh, it, you know, by my stripes, I've been healed, Jesus. It, uh, it says about Jesus. Listen, we can choose those things rather than say, well, I guess I'm always going to be sick or I'm always be uh, unhealthy and all that. We can't go that way, my friends. We can choose joy over depression. You know, a lot of depression in the world today, but we can choose joy. I got the joy of the Lord in my heart. I got the joy, joy, joy down in my soul and, and area. Amen. We can choose integrity. How many of you know it's important to be, have integrity today? Of course, we know from many of the politicians, we don't have to have that, right? We have to have integrity. So we can choose life. And, and listen, we have to do it for ourselves because there's no grandkids in the kingdom. Everybody has to make choices, right choices. I made a choice a long time ago that to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord, and he's still that today. He still, uh, he still lives in my heart today. Amen? Amen. Right choices, right thinking. Joshua said, and, and Joshua 24, 15, he says, Choose this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What's your choice? Are you going to serve the Lord? That's my choice. Me and my house, me and my wife, me and my kids and grandkids. Amen. We're going to serve the Lord. And how do you serve the Lord? You show up and do what he's called you to do. Amen. Luke 10, 38. There was, there was a, a story there uh, that you probably know, of a story of Mary and Martha. In Luke 10, 38, it says this. Now it happened that they went, uh, that they entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into the house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at Jesus' feet and, and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said, Martha, Martha, you are worried about and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Listen. We can be good people caught up doing a lot of things that are distract us and get us away from what it's important. We need to know the word of God. Our will, listen, it has to be our will. It has to be our will that decides things. Sometimes, you know, our flesh wants to do what our flesh wants to do, but our will is so important. Mind, will, and emotions, that makes up our soul, right? Our will is vital. 
because we can will to do something even when our flesh doesn't want to. And so we have to know that, but it's like a, our will is like a muscle. We can begin to work it out. We can choose like, like uh, Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Didn't say it'd always be easy. Didn't say it was, you know, that there wouldn't be challenges. Absolutely there are. But he said, I will serve the Lord. So we find out what it says in the Bible about what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to live. Then we become obedient to it because the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. In other words, I can do what I want, but I can go to church and, and then live the life I want all the, you know, the rest of the week. So we have to make good choices and our will, we can get in shape. We can do will push-ups. <laughs> we can do some will push-ups. I will serve the Lord. I will read my Bible. I will worship God. I will renew my mind. Those are all things that we have to do. And we got about 10 minutes left, but I want to go through some quickly through five things and changing. You got to learn to change. This life is about change. We can't stay the same status quo. We got to learn to grow in the things of God. Number one, become aware of how we really think and believe. We got to rightly divide the word of truth. Hebrews 4.12, I'll just give you that scripture. Rightly dividing the word of truth. We have a, you know, a, a, well, let me just turn to it real quick. We got enough time. Hebrews 4.12, I'll be right there, maybe. <laughs> it says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the divide division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and tents of the heart. We got to know that. We got to, what, what am I thinking? What am I uh, really supposed to be thinking? If we don't do that, we'll never change into what God wants us to be and follow his life. Secondly, become aware of how God wants me to think. How many of you know God wants you to think right things? You know, he, he says over in, in, in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans and purposes I have for you. They're good. They bring hope to your life. Now, I'm paraphrasing that a little bit. You can go look it up. But we have to know that he has good thoughts. I know my thoughts, he says, that I have for you. He has good thoughts for us. He has good things for us. But it's kind of like the, the prodigal when he said, well, I'm going to leave my father and go my own way. You know, he found out pretty soon that he couldn't do anything. He could, could do nothing without the father's help. Thirdly, focus our thoughts on God's thoughts. Philippians 4, 8, think on these things. Think on the right things. Get your right thoughts, amen? And, it, and you can go read that. Whatsoever things are true, lovely, virtuous, full of praise, all that. You know, think on these things. And then fourth, practice the thoughts of God until our, their own thoughts. I'll read this real quick. We've read it, uh, I think, even maybe last week. Psalm uh, 1. You know, it's important to read certain scriptures. They're all good, but certain ones are just, just keep you all the time, hold you together. Blessed is a man or a person who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the seat of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, uh, but his delight is in the law or thoughts of the Lord. And, and in his thoughts or law, he meditates day and night. Amen. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season and whosoever, uh, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. 
This is what our thoughts. Think on the thoughts that God has for you. Think on the things that the Bible says about you. Think on the things that are true and lovely and of good report. <laughs> you know, that, that's the most important thing we can begin to do. And then fifth, and live the thoughts of God in everyday life. Live those things. Put them into practice. You can't, it says meditate day and night. You think about the things of God and whatever you're thinking about like that will become a reality sooner or later in your life. You begin to practice them, amen? You begin to think about them. You begin to recite them for yourself. Don't go around saying what you're not. Go around saying what God says you are, amen? This, I'm no longer an old sinner saved by grace. No, I am now become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I didn't say that. The scripture says that. God says that. So we have to say the things that God says. I'm blessed and prosperous in all that I do. You know, he has good thoughts about me and he wants to bless me. Why? So we can, so we can incur, increase his covenant with other people. In other words, get his word out to other people. Other people get saved. That's how much he loves other people. The sinners, he loved us when we couldn't save ourselves, didn't he not? Now, we're transformed by the word, by the word of God. Here's, here's a saying I found a long time ago. It says, the word will determine your thinking. How I many of you know you're the word of God will determine your thinking? You think on that. Your thinking will determine your emotions. How many of you know that's true? You can think on something right now that something's happened to you or something not so good. And guess what? Your whole ch uh, demeanor and whole uh, countenance will change. You'll get fired up in your mind because of something, right? Well, your emotions will determine your decisions. How I many we see that today? Have you ever bought anything out of emotion or done anything out of emotion? Sure we have. Your, your decisions will determine your actions. Your actions will determine your habits. Well, is that important? Your habits will determine your character. And your character ultimately leads you towards destination of overflow of what God has for you. That's what the word of God will do for you. Now, if you're not putting the word of God in there, it's some other word you're putting in there from the way of the world and all that. And like Romans 12, 2 said, don't be conformed to this world. Guess what you're going to have? You're going to have the things of the world and they're not going to be good for you. God has a better plan for you and he wants you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And true wealth really comes in knowing him and knowing the plan that he has for your life. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word that puts us over in every situation. There's no good thing that you withheld from us than those that love God and, and seek you. So we thank you for your presence in our life. We thank you, Lord, that you're changing us day by day. And, and we just thank you so much that we're blessed in the midst of a perverse and wild generation. We're still blessed abundantly above. We thank, I thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice tonight, so maybe tuning in for this at any time, that let them know that they are truly blessed and loved by the, the Father. And if they ever strayed, they can come back and he, he will give them, he will love them and care for them just like the, the prodigal's father did him. So we thank you for that and give you all the praise tonight in Jesus' name, amen. Good to be with you tonight, be blessed. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.